Stop Hello. Shh, I'm doing the intro. Stop Sorry. getting texts. I'm getting texts. I thought I put it on I'm asking about jury duty. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I thought it would work. Okay, let me do my intro. Okay, 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 go. Hello? 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 Hello, hi. Is this, what? How does this thing work again? Um... <laughs> not me being an actor anyways <laughs> i hope you guys like that intro i worked really hard on it so let's just cut to the chase i have no excuses um i'm filming my apology video as we no i'm kidding uh <laughs> sorry, sorry guys everywhere. for the late episode but life that's just gonna be my answer so yeah welcome back to generational well, we need like a, a little jingle or something but um as you heard from the person who was getting texts and interrupting me and laughing you still hear it doing, yeah oh um i have a very i have not a very i have the special guest with me hello, hello. everyone emily's back for the final episode of season uno. Season, yeah. Intro? Was that a good yeah. intro? Okay. Sure. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm about um, to so yeah, like Emily said, can you believe it, guys? Let's just take that in for a second. This is the last episode of season one. Um, I just want to thank the fans. I want to thank I want to thank the academy and I want to thank Gen Z. Woo! So, yeah, I just wanted to say I am so proud that I've committed even though sorry again for the late episode, but I've committed to this product for so long and I'm excited to finish the season because I just can't wait to make season 2 so much better. And not maybe not only like fix all the little tiny mistakes that I wasn't crazy about this season, but just make everything just better and expand it. So what is the topic for the day, Dylan? I don't know. I think we're awaiting like a drum roll or something. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> that definitely was not the best drum roll. I I, I apologize. Did I you do Parker's... one? Yeah. Did Do it, it again. Sound? I'm giving you a second try. Okay. How's that one? I didn't hear it. Okay, we're not oh doing. Oh my this. god! No I'm way have you to flopped go actually... on the last episode. How? Never mind. You know what? I'll find someone else. <laughs> How about that one? No, I didn't hear anything. Okay, well, make it with your mouth. <laughs> Make it in my mouth. Something's wrong. Something's really wrong. What's wrong? I'm so confused. I'm just. Saying. I think I. I think I'm just too excited because today's topic is stereotypes. Stereotypes. Wow, you stole my thunder. Are you kidding me? I'm joking. The episode is stereotypes. Woo. And to preface, um, actually, is there going to be uh, stereotypes are bad, but stereotypes are not nice. Yeah, they're not nice, but we're going to talk about some that are, you know, not super mean. We're going to keep it lighthearted. No, nothing. No, like, we're ending like off the season with nothing but positive vibes. Okay. Well, yes. so honest vibes too yeah yeah oh true yeah that's real honest honesty so huh you know what let's just jump into it i want to talk about let's just get this out of the way because this is going to be a long one both of us being miami raised and born or born raised and born 
Born and raised. Born and raised. <laughs> raised and born. Guys, someone put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> let's just get over with the, the Miami stereotypes because there are plenty. And honestly, for this one, I don't mind being a little... Troubling or violent. Mm, like, you know, yeah. this one's going to be a hot take because... uh. It's more personal for us, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of stereotypes that we see on a daily. And that, I mean, it's pretty, like... I think this is a... Po- I don't honestly... I don't know if I know all the Miami stereotypes because we're from Miami and not, like, from outside of it, like, looking in. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to just come up with some and say if they're true or not. Because the okay. first one I want to talk about are that... Miami drivers are the worst drivers, and that is one thousand percent true. I no, that there's like you don't have to like hear it; you just see it in like a split second, and you'll know. Yeah. Is that the thing here? Like, it's honestly true. Just because the DMV here will literally get like a line of like two hundred people, and then out of those two hundred people who are trying to get their license, probably one hundred and ninety will get it. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, oh, that means we're driving. We drive good. No, 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 no. It's just it's so easy to get your license here. Now, that's why there's reckless, like, Miami drivers, which is true. I feel mm-hmm. like you can find reckless drivers anywhere. But here we have a special, special specimen of people who are called the Miami bad drivers. Yes. Oh, my God. That was a good way to put it. And it's like, not only are they bad drivers, but they're rude about it. Yeah, like they they swear like they're Formula One drivers. Exactly. That's like the worst part of it. I literally drive to campus on like the worst roads that you can find, like all types of Miami drivers, which is US one. And honestly, it it's like every morning it's either you have to argue with someone with your hand, or you just have to stay silent and try not letting it get to you because it's 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 one or the other. Because if not, you're just you're dealing with it every day, but you obviously can't like. You know, and take it deep. And I take yeah. it deep. I have, like, really bad rage, but. I, mean, uh, I don't. I really, I'm good with that. I just keep it to myself. If I'm annoyed, I just keep, you know. Oh, no. I just, yeah. like, it's, like, it's such awesome. a them problem. Like, I don't know. I It's, like, nothing they say is going to hurt me personally because it's, like, they're just, who are they, you know? But, um, yeah, I've had, like, oh, my God. I think when I was first started driving, well, I was, like, literally you know, still in high school, like, just, on, like, uh, the only driving I was doing was back and forth from school, pretty much, mm-hmm. and it was, like, one of my first times, like, doing it alone, yeah, and I remember this, because it was, like, kind of, like, traumatized, like, you know, when you get, like, reprimanded, and it's, like, traumatizing, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that, I would think it was, like, maybe I was driving slow in Miami, which means I was driving the speed limit, because everyone is, like, a speed demon, but yeah. um, this guy like got angry at me. I think because I was just going slow, and like opened his window, and he was in. I think he was like behind me, which I don't know how he does this. Opens his window, and throws something. I don't know if it was gum or I don't know if it was like I don't know. It was something small. It wasn't like a bottle or something. And it like lands on the hood of my car and like hits the hood and like falls off. But I was like. First of all, nice throw. But second of all, like, what the heck? Like, what what really, like, sizzles your soul so much to just do something like that? Like, people are just, like, chill, you know? Yeah, no, like, here, my dad the other day, it was literally my mom and my dad and I, we were going to turn um into, like, the gas station. And, like, literally my dad has a preference and everything, and my dad's turning, whatever. And the guy decides to get wants to like because this is a two-way road wait yeah two-way road like but in the middle there's like a little intersection that you can go in but the guy thought that was his intersection i don't know he was trying to do something illegal and my dad's like you're you're literally gonna crash into us like we're trying to turn and you're just trying to come into our space where you're not even allowed to turn because he's like coming from the opposite way and the, the guy gets so angry he's literally with like a mask and a pamela hat in the car like what and then he gets so angry, he stops his car and, and like, gets off of the car. And my dad has, like, road rage, too. So he was yelling back at the guy. And, like, he was about to get off, too. And I, like, literally yelled for my life. Like, stop. Go. Because it's, like, you don't even know what's going to happen. Because in other yeah. states, like, you'll think, oh, they're just, 
just gonna argue yell at each other say names which is fine i get that but here in miami they'll literally like hurt you like shoot you or like take out a knife on you like they'll do anything just to yeah. prove their point even and if that's the- like scary but honestly like that's just the reality that's just miami you just have to get used to like when people are just being dumb and then just handle yeah it. that's why you really like even my parents forever just told me like don't ever like take like road rage is like the worst to have especially here just because of how violent people are it's like crazy so really bad yeah so that was only one stereotype and i feel like we just spoke about it for like 20 minutes so yes miami drivers suck (laughs) um what's something else about a stereotype of miami i feel like yes miami is truly a melting pot that is a 100,000 percent a true stereotype there you can find everything here but like there's just so many opportunities in miami it's like new york but pretty much like caribbean weather yeah i mean i would say you know what that i've since i've been i guess some both i would say miami has a lot more of south america than new york does yeah new york has a lot more of asia than miami does i would say like new york has a lot more european well like certain type of european no because you know what miami is a really big retirement place I feel like really or it used to be maybe maybe not anymore. I say like Sunny Isle, which is where like usually like all the retired like or hardware. Yeah, like, uh, like just South folk. Florida, I would say, is a good retire or used to yeah. be because now everything's so expensive. I don't I don't know who retires here, but I feel like a lot of people are coming down um to Miami to like live with to have like a family or something because of the weather. But I feel like retired. I feel like a lot of people leave to like Naples or like yeah, Sun- that's true. A little bit closer to Central Florida or. Like, they just go to, like, very calm states. Because Miami is, like, New York, but on different yeah. types of steroids. <laughs> that I might can... have been a dated opinion. Because I, I feel like Miami was at once. Like, you know, people buying condos yeah. at the beach or something. Now yeah, like, Ocean like... Drive was, like, only for, like, old retired people for the beach. But now it's, like, anyone pretty much goes. And it's a very tori- touristy Touristy, yeah. So I feel like now it's, like, a bit of everything. Like, Miami is, like, a very useful youth um yeah that's city. true yes it for sure but it wasn't like that before it was a very rich calm miami like i remember my parents would be like oh like miami beach would like barely get packed like nikki beach before wasn't popular at all nikki beach was like for people who were rich who lived by there or like retired old people who are walking on the beach but now yeah. it's like everyone goes there yeah so yeah miami is a melting pot that is 100 percent true what's something else i feel like i feel like a lot of people swear well honestly if we're talking about true local miami Mm -hmm. you have to know spanish it's almost like you're in a whole other country like i've gone to pharmacies like like pharmacies or like you're going for or you're calling some restaurant or you're doing whatever and they won't speak English. And it's like, sometimes it's frustrating because I'm like, I'm just, my Spanish is broken at the moment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, you truly need to know Spanish if you're like a local in Miami. Touristy, you can get by for sure. Yeah. But like, you're in like, you know, Hialeah, you're in Kendall, you're in wherever. Oh, Hialeah is like the craziest part. Like, yeah. that's probably where... Anyone can come from any Spanish like speaking country and they'll literally per- per- live perfectly fine, like no translation, no nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's it's like that's why people do say like Miami is a whole other country. It could be because it's like no, definitely it could be a, so. It really it kind of is. I would say Miami is very un-American. I feel like is that fair to say? An American, like un-American. Oh, un. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say so. In in some aspect, maybe in some not, but mm-hmm. so that's another thing. What maybe what what stereotypes do you think are true or not true? I feel like a lot of people, well, I say like college wise, a lot of people think that Miami people all they do is go to beach and club. I feel like yeah. that's that's like because from the people that I meet at my college that come from other states, like they swear like all we do here is just club and club and like go to the beach because the beach is right there because obviously they don't have the beach near them 
so I could yeah. guess why. But at the same time, like I would probably go to beach like only in the summer. Like everyone yeah. else. That's like, true. Actually, oh, that is a bad. That's a false stereotype. That, that's definitely like the locals. True people that have been living here, mm-hmm. they're not going to the beach. They, I would say honestly, well, I don't touch Miami Beach anymore. Like touristy, really touristy, I would not go. Yeah, Brickle maybe, but it's not like I'm there every weekend. You know, like yeah, like I feel like you generally have to have a lot of money. Um, yeah to be able to do those certain things or just be new you know like it's just yeah. not for people that have been living here yeah definitely so yeah that's a good one actually um another one that's maybe not true is mm. that miami is a big city you i feel like that's not big. true i think it's big I don't think it's a city. Like, the city is not big. So you're... Oh, because you mean city, like, in terms of, like, buildings? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean yeah. city in terms of, like, downtown. Like, like New York, that's, a, like, a concrete jungle. Like, it's it truly is. But you come to yeah. Miami, and it's really, like, Brickle and then, like, Miami Beach. Like, the, the, the two little spots. Everything else is pretty, like, low like really spread out like you cannot you cannot come to miami and walk everywhere you you need a car in miami and miami is not that kind of city yeah like miami is not that type of place that you literally find like basements like we're literally on below water like we it's not like new york that you literally have like a three-floor target but it's small like width what i mean what do we call that length or width wise and then it has like underground like store yeah like and i feel like that honestly i feel like that's what makes miami special because it's like a very big city not like any other other than that yeah. it's like a flat city because if you now point out to california like california is pretty big like has a lot of like important cities yeah but it's like spread out through mountains in my opinion like here it's like pretty spread out very very spread out like miami's humongous and yeah. it has all sorts of history um like it has and i don't know personally i mean i have a feeling that you like that because you're more miami than i am but personally i don't like that like i do like how new york is just you can walk everywhere everything is accessible like you don't need a car i like that more Mm -hmm. um i think it like makes everything feel closer and like easier yeah just easier because miami and and like we said miami drivers are crazy which means traffic is 10 times crazier so to drive like six miles is like like 30 plus minutes like it's so bad for me i'd say like if we're gonna compare it with like new york like the only thing i like about miami is that there is a lot to do but like you said it's pretty far but the thing about new york it's like you're pretty much limited on just being like in a city like there's parks and all of this but i feel like miami since it has the weather it has like you can do things that you can't do in New York. Like, let's say if you're a very big water person, like the beaches are right there. Like, you can go and go on a boat when you want. You can kayak. You can do in this yeah. and that water sports, blah, blah blah. Which you can't do in New York. Like New York is more of like people who are more into that type of like hectic life. Which Miami is hectic too, but I think New York is a lot more hectic because, like you said, everything's near each other, so everyone's doing something. Because you're able, yeah. you're ma'am, you're kind of like closed up until like say, okay, I'm gonna drive out this. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, go ahead, but like, you know what I mean. New York is more productive, but then maybe like Cal, like that's what I'm saying though. Like maybe California is almost an in between. I feel like of both of them because California, like, is the one state that you can find every type of terrain, which is like that in itself is crazy. Yeah, but it's also like that's why when you think of like cities of of LA, I do get Miami vibes from how spread out it is. Mm-hmm. But it's still a very productive place and you can find everything, I feel like. Yeah. Like you drive east and you can get desert and then you drive west and you're at the beach. That is true. But that is true. It's just like also like LA is a different type of field. Like if you want to be with yeah. more Hispanics, more certain type of South American people, you find them here. Yeah, it's for like- sure. New York, like you'll find in New York a lot more Dominican. Yeah, Miami's, I, I feel like, a more close knit community than Los yeah. Angeles. 
Definitely. I feel like Los Angeles has like a very um separate would we say income class like there's a very high rich but there's a very low and Miami well, no Miami's like that. Miami is like that, but I feel like LA like it's more like groups or neighborhoods of like people where their Miami is like it really is mixed throughout everywhere like you know so okay i like what you mentioned before though about like the college because i let's let's just jump into that i want to talk about like college stereotypes because i feel like we can give a pretty good perspective because i feel like since we're first years we can kind of give like the like how our perspective of college was while we were in high school and now that we're kind of finishing our wow wow we're finishing our first year. That's crazy. I know. Um, like, don't you finish like next week? Yeah, I finish next week. Lovely. I wish. Crazy. So yeah, we can kind of give like now that our first year is done, our what kind of stereotypes were true and which ones were false, like as first years. So, um, what would I say? I think it's well. We're both gonna give the perspective of commuters, so. Some people might not relate to this, but I think it was harder. It is harder to build a friend group in college than high school. I feel like if you didn't come with a group of people that are also commuters like into school, um, you'll definitely have a hard time just because like for me, I made a lot of good friends like at the beginning of the semester. But since they're not commuters, they kind of can't like relate to the things that like the responsibilities I have to do, the things I have to do that take time out of my day. And like, I'm a very big studious girl. Like I'm not the type of person to just like, oh, I'm fine with a C or I'm fine with a B. Like I actually like care a lot about my schoolwork. And some people are just like, oh, well, it's college. You have to enjoy it. Like college is a one-time experience. Like, yeah, I understand that. But college is also the one-time moment that your tuition kind of has to do with your future. And I'm not going to like waste or like make a make one mistake one night that could affect me in the long run. Like maybe I'll I'll not do good on a certain exam or a certain class, and then that makes me have to do class again, and then it makes me to lose some other opportunities. You get what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's also you being a first gen student. Yeah, like there's I feel like there's a lot of pressure has a and that's a real stereotype. Like I feel like first gen um kids work very hard because they they want their parents. Like, they want to see the life that they wish their parents were able to have. But unfortunately, like, their parents, like, focus on, like, providing for the family and this and that. So they they just, like, have that pressure to do good. Yeah. And a lot well, of first gen, have... that would go for first gen and low income. Yeah, for sure. So, that's yeah, I sure. think that's definitely really, prom- like, important for your experience because that's something that i don't think i go through as much and not and it's maybe just because i'm a little lazier than you um i don't think so you have like your like when you dedicate yourself like this for example like i i know that i wouldn't be able to dedicate myself a lot on like social media platforms like this you know what i mean yeah or just extracurricular wise stuff yeah like dylan's always been the one who wants to like be out there like make a speech for like graduation or be silver night like he's always try finding a way he can like you know but i'm more do of something outside yeah I'm be outside the, the box that, like, yeah for sure and then i'm here like caring about my grades caring about like my resume caring about this and that like i want to do like academic stuff because i feel like for me i've been like very harshly pressured that i have to do good in school because that's the only way of succeeding which actually is not the truth because there's always a way out of it if you put a passion into it but that's just how I've like pretty much ran throughout my life yeah and I feel like it comes off as a first gen thing too yeah for sure absolutely and yeah. and honestly a Hispanic thing because I don't know about you but I think that is kind of a stereotype is that Hispanic parents are harder like about grades and stuff at least the way I grew up and like my friends mm-hmm like grades were always important yeah I know like my parents when I wasn't doing the best like when I would play tennis like literally every day like they made me drop tennis and focus on school and that's when I actually got my things together so yeah 
And that's when I started being like a straight A student, which I was literally like a C and B student, didn't care about school. But then they made me realize like, oh, like, look, this is how you want your life to go. So you have to go this way, this route. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's lovely. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. another, what do you have for college stereotypes? Um, that you can't have a relationship the first year of college. Oh, okay. Well, you can talk about this. I cannot. <laughs> so let's hear it. So, I mean, no, I just feel like a lot of people that say, oh, don't have a boyfriend like your freshman year because you're not going to enjoy as much. Like, I feel like there's, oh, everyone has a different type of, um, like, way of, enter- like, entertainment. Like, there's people who like to go clubbing and getting drunk, and there's people who like going to a park and riding a bike, and they find that has, like, the best thing ever. And then they say oh if you have a boyfriend you can't be with people like the hookup culture this and that and I'm just like it's just who you kind of like surround yourself with like if you have a good boyfriend and you know you're with a good boyfriend I mean you can't trust him all the time and same thing with vice versa with a girlfriend you should have a good freshman year like they could still be part of your friend group you don't have to be with them all the time like you know what I mean like it doesn't really matter well let me ask you a quick question then because do you think you would have kind of put yourself in more uncomfortable positions and then kind of forced yourself to try new things if you didn't have a boyfriend right now? Um, and you didn't have a boyfriend going into college? I feel like I would have definitely, like, not, like, hookup coach or stuff like that. I would probably be, because, you know, when you have a boyfriend, you don't have, like, the idea of, like, oh, um, there's someone, like, waiting for me. Like, they want to make sure that I make good you know make good choices and stuff like that I feel like when you don't have a boyfriend it's like a single life like you can make a mistake and it's fine move on find someone else but like when you have a boyfriend and you're like passionate like you really care about them like you just can't do certain things no no no. I feel like I wouldn't take those type of risks because I'm that type of person to not like be outside of my box like I'll just do the usual thing that I like to do that I know I like to do like have dinners do this hang out with friends but so another college one, and this one is going to be one I feel like you and me are going to argue on, or not argue on, but, you know, like disagree on. Mm-hmm. The, like, actual work, like, the work that we get, like, homework and the, the difficulty of our classes, do you think okay. it's, like, harder or easier than high school? Well, for some people, well, for myself, it's been a little bit harder. Definitely a little bit. Like, starting classes are harder. Like, my English class is easy. But I I don't know if it's like, it depends on the university, but definitely some classes would be harder to like, last semester I had business law and it was like, pretty, not hard like material, but it was peer memorization and analytical. Like, you know, you have to understand the information to use it. And same thing this year, like microeconomics, like in high school was pretty easy because they just tell you, oh, this is what you need to learn. This is your form- formulas this is how it goes up and down. But micro this, um, micro this year in college, it's more of like, you need to know these concepts and apply it to your graphs. You can't just like have a certain thing that's going to work all the time. Like you have to actually put common sense into it. So I feel like college is a little bit more challenging common sense wise while high school just prepares you for a test. And people say, oh, college prepares you for a test because you know you have finals. But in reality, there's a lot of things that you just can't learn. Like just by peer memorization, you have to actually like apply it to understand it. And that's a good yeah. thing about college because you actually learns things that are useful like i'm taking a professional setting class out of a guy who's probably a multi-millionaire still working loves his job loves being a salesperson in the financial field and he's like bringing into play like he's teaching his students to be like oh this is what you should do like you need to be aware of these things like if you want to be successful in like that field you have to do certain steps and it's like he literally makes everything out of his own like it's it's very it's very impressive that's like the one class I'm very intimidated in because he's a very um like he's passionate in what he teaches. He literally memorizes all the lesson plans, makes his own like words and topic. And I feel like you can't find that in high school. High school is a very there's like a strict requirement what you need to know by the end of the year. And college yeah. really it's just like a class and you have whatever professor you want, you just need to take a, a final test based on what you learn from them. Unless it's like calculus, those type of classes, everyone has to learn the same thing. But for business, like it's whoever you you gain it out of. And if you want to learn, you learn. If you don't, you just continue on. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Now I'll give my side. I think that college for my experience so far has been easier. Um, honestly, though, I am going to say this is just being very real. My major is easy. Like anything that's business related is just going to like you. You just have to like be real because we cannot compare to the people that are studying like neuroscience and oh, biochemists. Yeah. Like it's just incomparable. So to those people, one, I'm sorry. And two, yeah, I, I college should be much harder for you. Um, but I guess in my experience, I do feel like high school is harder. Um, and I'm going to kind of use your examples and explain why I think high school is harder. For one, like you were talking about like macro, like AP macro. I just feel like with AP classes, First of all, I guess in general, like the whole like, you know, in high school, you're there 24-7 every day you go, you know, Monday through Friday, you're in school um, and you're getting homework pretty much every day. So I feel like it's you get a lot more burnt out, I would say, maybe. I feel like I like I've and I've, I guess I've just always been that person that I like the flexibility and I like going at my own pace, which is why maybe I find college a little easier. And it's like, you know, not as exhausting as high school was yeah um, but i would say let let's like to get more specific for ap classes i feel like yes they were teaching you for a test but you went so in depth to something that oftentimes you would like learn unnecessary stuff i don't know that's how i feel that yeah i think that's what i'm saying like that's true like i feel like high school like you were you're supposed to go under a, like a certain guideline or curriculum. Yeah. And, then it, and, and oftentimes and that curriculum was that. like for the test was like either like not necessary. Yeah. Like it was just like you just learn it because we're in college. I think college does do the same thing where they I like like, yes, it's true. What you said that when you're in college, you are learning how to take concepts Analytic and apply them. Think and really yeah. like learn them through application and like real world kind of scenario ish mm -hmm. like that but it's also i feel like college is much more like i don't know if black and white is a good term but um it's like we're gonna give you like it's for me at least it's been like uh, we're gonna give you the chapters and we're gonna give you um we're gonna give you the chapters we're going to give you the assignments and we're going to give you all the stuff that you exactly need to know for our exams, our quizzes, our finals. And not only that, like the, the information that they're giving you is like good, like what you're studying, you're going to study like the actual stuff that you need to learn instead of like BS, I feel like. Yeah. And they're going to give you all the stuff that you need for your final. They're not like we're going to learn and lecture and I'm going to give you useless lectures of some random history and all these little details that you're end up like not going to use. Mm -hmm. That's like high school. Yeah. Whereas college. Yeah. You're learning exactly what you need to know. Yeah. Like the only thing that that sucks is like the first year or two of college, just because you have to take like those classes that everyone has to take, like regardless what major you're in. But I mean, like, that's just in general because they want to know that you're, like, advanced in yeah. a certain path in order to take, like, the major based on, like, the math For major. sure. And I'm also, I have a different experience, too, just because I, I have, I'm, like, ahead of the curve a little bit just because they accepted my AP credits for a lot of my classes. So, like, Emily's taking calculus and all these, like, other maths, and I already, like, I don't, thank God I don't have to take math. Um, And I finished English and all that stuff, so it's, like... But I guess the classes that I'm taking are, you know, what's Extreme. more related to my yeah. to my major. Definitely. So, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, you um decide didn't decide to, you know, accept my yeah. things, but it's okay. <laughs> Another stereotype that a lot of people think that college students have is like the whole drinking and partying thing. Like, everyone swears out to go to college, the first thing you have to do the first year as a freshman is, like, go party and go to frat houses, get drunk, this and that. But honestly, there's just, like, so much to it, like, in college to do. Like, I actually feel like I don't have a lot of independence, like, other people, like, who left, like, 
from our town I went up there and they have like a lot of independence but I feel like the people who do have independence like they ha- they can take advantage of so many things that are new especially like to a new town but no they like rather go to parties and get drunk and all that which honestly is not like a bad thing but it's like it's a stereotype that's the only thing you should do your freshman year which honestly I feel like there's a lot more to do than just that yeah and I, I definitely see that for you more because Miami is that kind of city Mm-hmm. so um like some people will co- go to um and obviously i don't go to um so i don't know but this is just my assumption my little stereotype i guess is like a lot of people will go to um and like see miami being that kind of place and see that being like a good thing whereas no, yeah, i feel like you and me are not like that so like I definitely, like, even though we both, like, we're not, like, drinkers or people that just, like, like to black out, like, uh, like stuff like that, like, for different reasons, because, like you said, I feel like yours is more an independence thing. I could also, like, kind of relate, because I feel like I don't do that because that's just not my, like, scene, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh, yeah. It's not, like, something you usually would want to do. You just want to, like, show, like, how... Like we would do in high school, we'll go get coffee or like try new things. We'll go like to a place like walk around. Like I feel like that's not found much as like in freshman year. I feel like freshman year, it's all about getting fakes. Well, that's what I see in you, getting fakes, um, like partying, going to clubs. Like <clears throat> in Miami, it's hard to get into these places too if you don't have a fake, honestly. And yeah. like I don't do anything like legal, illegal, you know. So, I don't know, I always feel like, regardless, like, I have the worst luck, so I'm gonna get caught with freaking fake things, but whatever. I'll just have to wait till time comes for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I don't know if it's just the excitement of college that people just, like, get fakes and, like, like, wanna, like, grow up kind of really fast. I don't know. That's I love to talk to someone who has one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe another episode. I wanna do say though that like recently I've been in my I guess like party era. Like I don't know. I've I think I've just um had a few things going on in my life that I just they've pushed me to put myself in more uncomfortable situations and just like take risks and do things alone and like meet new people so yeah I've been just like going to parties and kind of like exploring because I really haven't done that my freshman year so now that I'm kind of like slowly like seeing how parties work and like all that stuff um yeah just like I'm like trying to find my niche I've been going to more parties and it's been fun so even yeah, though I don't drink, like, I haven't gone to a party and drink, and it's, like, I still have fun. Like, I get to meet new people, and it's just, like, a cool time, so. Yeah, I feel like the more you go to it, the m- and you start, like, liking the crowd. Because, again, there's, like, different type of parties. Exactly. But, so, I feel like it's where it's right for you. Like, for me, I'd love to have, like, house parties that's with a group of people that are, like, I'm comfortable with. Like, not like with people that I don't know or whatever like those tiny small house party parties oh my god my accent <laughs> as we near the end of the episode I think we have to take it back you know full circle moment type of thing mm-hmm. and bring the topic back around and talk about gen z stereotypes of course so I've been brainstorming this for a little bit and the first one that I want to talk about and this okay when it comes to this type of stuff there's gonna be people from older generations who are just not gonna get it and let me just start talking about it and you'll see so (laughs) um i would say the, the biggest like one of the really big stereotypes about gen z is that like all of us are like antisocial, like in terms of like you know how we're always on our phones or all that stuff, and that's like being antisocial. And I think that is wrong. I would not say that. I'd say um, 
Because at the end of the day, I feel like, yes, maybe I'm not, like, meeting friends every day, like, doing stuff, like, in, like, the real world. But, like, if I'm using my phone, I'm usually, like, communicating with someone and being social. I don't know. Or you're making something that becomes social. Like, you know how you be posting? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, how you be posting things. Like, that's pretty much, like, a social interactive thing. You're expecting another person to see it and interact back. So I feel like there's different ways of socializing now that we're in a modern era that I like I understand like a lot of parents are like family. They're like, oh, why are you on phone? You should be talking family time, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, but then like 10 minutes later, you're on TikTok. So it's it's like a very big. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a, like pretty hypocritical. If I said that right. Hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> but. Like, the point is, like, that's true. Like, I feel like they think they're antisocial, but I feel like that's how it just works now. Like, uh, before, I'm sure if before they had, like, a phone that you can text someone, like, your loved one, like, all the time, you would, you know? But I feel like they were born with different standards and different things to do in life that they see us like this, and they're like, oh, why is it so different than you're antisocial, you're an introvert, this and that. But I feel like there's different ways of socializing now at this point. Yeah, of course. And and yes, I can agree with the common argument that like technology and specifically phones have made things like, I don't know, like it is like, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, it is strange that like we text more than we actually talk like, you know, like, but like you said, I think that's just how it is. It's it's just a new norm. I guess nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. I rather have like calls and texts because I feel like you can express your emotion more clear over a call. Because sometimes texts, like especially if you're arguing with someone, you say something over text and they'll take it the worst way ever or the wrong way. So I feel like on that side, if if it's like to say, oh, you're antisocial. I don't think you'd be antisocial. I feel like there's a lot of miscommunication when it comes to like using your using technology. Um which is a little bit sidetracked than what we're talking. But um what was it what was the point that I was trying to get to? <laughs> what the hell was happening in my head? But Stop. that's so funny. <laughs> I can't um now I forgot what I was saying. I was thinking about my calculus homework and now no I'm gonna say nerdy exploded hmm but another gen z stereotype let's see hmm i think there's not many we're so perfect and amazing and healthy and like mentally okay and sane and present and and rich and famous (laughs) i feel like something that i've realized is that there's a lot more artists and like influencers coming out of gen z's that's true I yeah, can actually I, agree with that. Yeah, I feel like now with like technology, like people obviously have access to, you know, influence whatever they want to do. Like it could be makeup, it could be clothes, it could be traveling. And honestly, that's a good entertaining thing for a lot of people nowadays. Like my mom is all the time sending me TikToks of like places to eat or like places she wants to travel, like in a certain country. And I'm like, oh my God, wow. Like that's so interesting. And you just get stuck to that. And I feel like it's a good thing because not a lot of people were exposed to t- that type of information before. And we just have to go like blinded eye to a place and just experience it one hand. But now you have like an idea what you want to do, what you want to eat, this and that, because there's so many influencers. Like, and I think it's like a really good thing because it allows the average people to be like a, kind of a celebrity. Like, it's not just celebrities, the ones who wear these clothes or tell us about these clothes. And now it's like middle people who are just like you, just expressing the opinions about something that. It, it could be just like you, you know what I mean? Like, you can't compare yourself with Kim Kardashian. You're going to be Kim Kardashian. But you can compare yourself with, like, I don't know, like a TikTok influencer. Something like that sort. Yeah, I can see. I, like, I definitely agree with the first thing that you said. Like, that is probably a true stereotype. I think Gen Z is a much more creative or, like, innovative generation, I think. And not that the world is doing fine. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But um, I think because of technology and how normal it is to kind of like 
like really like share your life or like really pursue your like passions and that's like such a thing especially like you know like how you said like influencers and traveling or clothes or makeup or whatever you do it's like you know self-expression is such a big thing that's what i'm trying to say yeah so um i think that's amazing honestly i think i i like i feel like every person like every gen z i know they could be you know really sporty or like just very not creative but still just like not opposed to it like i don't know like i i feel like people will either like want to take on music and want to learn an instrument or people want to draw or people want to just like you know they're really into fashion and just like looking clean whatever it is and um i think that's so cool honestly i think um self-expression should be appreciated more yeah definitely yeah that is definitely true I feel like a lot of people don't understand like how it is for someone to go out to like such a huge crowd and do the things that they like to do. Like one one thing I really like is when people are going to experience something and they bring their, their views along. Like I know someone who's doing a study abroad and she like posts about um, like her experience in a country that's like, no, I wouldn't expect anyone to go there. Like at such at this age, like usually people will be like, "Oh, Europe or around the United States." No, like it's in a, it's in a certain part of Asia, and it's like pretty cool because it's more of like, "Oh, look at me! I'm from Miami, and I'm going to this country. You now come along with me and let's experience it together." And I feel like that allows people to get out of the comfort zones and experience stuff like that instead of just saying, "Oh no, I don't know anyone who's gone. Then I'm backing out." You get what I mean? Like, I feel like if yeah. you know someone went there and how it goes for them, and if it goes well, you would want to go. And um, now that there's a lot of people like that, you're able to do it, you know? I mean, I know I would be That's able to true. do it. If, if I know someone went to this place and they had the best experience ever, how would I? why would I not go? Yeah. And I think, you know, that that kind of does, like, I feel like you just mentioned something that I didn't really consider and it is that it is really true that I feel like because social media has like like everyone kind of is sharing their life I feel like people are maybe maybe not taking like risks but like feel comfortable doing things that they've seen online you get me I don't know if yeah. I if I made sense of that but no uh, yeah yeah so for the stereotype wise we got a little off track um yeah i would say gen z is a really creative or like innovative you know they they want to be kind of out of the box um group so i think with that being said we're gonna close off the final episode of season one this is like it's been a long way indeed a long way started yeah. in january now we're in april oh so my God. i just want to say thank you to everyone who's tuned in even it's if it's for like the first two minutes of the episode not only to this episode but to any episode that i've recorded this past season and it has been such a journey it's been so i i just feel really fulfilled and proud of myself i guess for putting myself out in this kind of um way and it's honestly i feel like the support even if even if it's just a little bit has just like pushed me to keep going and um i'm definitely like i feel like finding myself and or at least like finding you know my passion like through this podcast and through my little passion project so thank you guys once again for tuning in i am so excited so excited to hopefully meet you once again in season two and follow underscore 99 cents on instagram um to stay updated with everything so you'll hear when we're releasing season two um and all other stuff we don't only post about the podcast i'm 
after the season, I'm planning to like, you know, do a lot more stuff with that page. And yeah, thank you so much, Emily. I had to start it with my best friend and end it with my best friend as always. And um, I could not thank you enough because you're a huge support in my life. And I'm so glad that I have someone that like I can come to for anything and just like feels good to have that kind of support. So thank you, bestie. And do you have any last message to say? Yes, that was very kind of you. Um, I just want to say like, as I always mentioned the first beginning, last part of the sec of the first, not second episode of the first episode <laughs> is that I'm very glad to have the opportunity to be doing this with you and like I always will be here for you to support it even if it's like the most dangerous thing in the world no, I'm joking <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll help out but <laughs> definitely like this is something that Dylan has always wanted to do like since high school he's always wanted to be part of like social media in a way that's empowering as well and helping out the community community and like educating others about certain things and making everyone feel comfortable with like their life stance and just giving advices and I feel like I'm very happy because you were able to do it and you keep going for it and going for it. And I know that you have a lot more to show in season two, which is very exciting. And yeah, like, again, just a big thank you. And I'm very happy. I was like the last one in the episode and the first one. So we'll see what comes up next season. And then hopefully this summer, since we're going to be a lot together a lot more since he's coming down, I hope. I, right? right Dylan yes yes so <laughs> I hope that we're able to do other things together and then maybe we can also show it either here or in another page so yeah just thank you and on to the next season <laughs> perfect well thank you so much everyone for tuning again to episode nine of generational um curtain closes audience encore all that stuff and we'll see you in season two bye, bye.